Lord, tonight, Lord that, the, Lord, that the gates of heaven, Father, be open over our lives. Father, that the gates of heaven be open over Christian's life tonight in Jesus' name. Father, tonight, Lord, we receive him. Father, we receive him as a man of God. And Father, we just pray that tonight that you would bless him. Father, that you bless his family in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Okay, basically, why don't you put your hands together for Pastor Christian McCutton. Come on. Fantastic. Praise God. Where else would you want to be on a Sunday night than the house of God? Amen. Fantastic. Who's ready for the word of God tonight? Mate, I am, I am just so inspired by this church. Uh, and, and once again, I just want to thank your amazing pastors. You know, it really is a big deal for a senior minister to be in the house and not preach. And I'm sure he's got itchy, itchy feet and he's just sitting there going, oh, I hope he does all right. I'd like to be up there preaching. Uh, but I just want to thank your pastors once again. I'd like you to give them a big hand. Pastors Mike and Joy and Dave and Kate, thank you. Thank you for having me in your house. Thank you for inviting me over here. You've been a blessing to me. Uh, your hospitality, your welcoming, you know, just hanging out with you guys. I've been blessed and I want to thank you for that. And I'm just really excited about what God is going to do here tonight. I, I kind of feel like God started moving this morning, but I feel like the power of God's going to hit this place tonight. And you are going to get healed. And some of you are going to get set free and, and the touch of heaven is going to come upon your lives. And I really want you to listen to the word that I've got for you tonight. Uh, and the title of my message tonight is Resurrecting the Dream. And you see, God puts dreams and desires in all of our lives, all of our hearts. And he doesn't do that to frustrate us. He does that to bless us. And you see, we all, we all walk through life with dreams, with desires, with uh, passions and, and, you know, goals for the future. But anything good that God brings to our lives, the devil's going to contend for. And there's times where we feel like things die in our world. Dreams, desires, passions. Maybe you want to be in the ministry. Maybe you wanted to get married. Maybe you did get married and that didn't work out. Or, or you fell pregnant and something happened there. God wants to resurrect some dreams tonight. Amen. You see, our God is a God of hope, our God is a God of faith, our God is a God of love. Uh, but the devil, the Bible says in John 10.10, only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And anything good in your world, anything that God has for your world, that's all the devil wants for it, is to come and rob that from your life, to steal, to kill, and to destroy it. Uh, and, you know, we're living in a, in a war. We're living in a battle. And it, but it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not, the devil's against you and he hates you. The awesome thing is God loves you, amen? The Bible says that it's His heart that none should perish, but all should come to eternal life. So I want to, I you know, why don't you just jump to your feet one more time. I just want to give God a clap and a cheer. Psalm 47 says, clap your hands, all you people, shout unto God with cries of joy. And before we start this message tonight, why don't we do that? Why don't we clap our hands? Why don't we shout? Why don't we thank God for what He's going to do? Jesus! Jesus! God, you're good. Bless your name. Bless your mighty name. God, have your way in this house. God, we give you this service. Bless your name. Bless your name. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you, Jesus. Well, who believes that God can bring resurrection in dead air of our life? I hope that's everybody here. Why don't you turn with me to 2 Kings 4, and we'll get into the Word tonight. Amen. Fantastic. I kind of started off here a little bit this morning, but 2 Kings 4 verse 8. 
said, Now it happened one day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a notable woman, and she persuaded him to eat some food. So it was, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there and eat some food. And she said to her husband, Look now, I know that, you, uh, I know that this is a holy man who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall, and let us put a bed in there for him, and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be, whenever he comes to us, he will turn in there. And what happens is they make room for God in their lives, which is what we're talking about this morning. They build a room on the side of their house for the man of God or for the presence of God. And what happens is, uh, as, he pass, as he travels by all the time, this, this prophet of God, he, he says, you know, Gehazi, who was his servant, he says, what does this woman need? Go and ask this woman what she needs. She says, I don't, I don't need anything. I've, I've got a house, I've got a husband, you know, I, I live among my own people. All is well. And he says, but surely she needs something. And, and, and Gehazi notices she has no son. Her, her husband is old in age. She has no son. And Gehazi, you know, um, Elisha comes to this woman and says, this time next year you will have a son. And here it says, uh, then he said, about this time next year you shall embrace a son. She said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. You see, the, the cry of her heart, the dream of her heart was that she'd have a son. But it says that, you know, her husband was old. She had no son. They had no heir. Uh, no one to take on the family line. And she was, she was hesitant to accept what God had for her life. She was hesitant to take what God was speaking into her life. And she said, no, don't, don't speak such a thing to me. But the woman conceived and bore a son. And when the appointed time had come, of which Elisha had told her, and the child grew. Now it happened one day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to a servant, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him, him, taking him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon, and then he died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, shut the door upon him, and went out. Verse 22, then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of your young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. But he said to her, why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And, he, and she said, it is well. Then she saddled a donkey, said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. And so it was when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to his servant Gehazi, look, the Shunammite woman. Verse 26, please run now to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And she answered, it is well. Now, when she'd come to the man of God on the hill, she caught him by the feet. But, uh, but Gehazi came near to push her away. And the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is in deep distress. And the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me. So she said, did I ask you a, for a son, my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, get yourself ready. Take my staff in your hand. Be on your way. If anyone meets you, do not greet him. If anyone greets you, do not answer him. But lay my staff on the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Then, now Gehazi went ahead, did what he did, but nothing happened. It says, when Elijah came into the house, there was the child laying dead on the bed. He went in, therefore, shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And he went up and lay, the, lay on the child, put his mouth on his mouth, eyes on his eyes, hands on his hands, and stretched himself out on the child. And the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house and again went up and stretched himself out. Then the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and said to the Shunammite woman, uh, so, so he called her and when she came in, she picked up her son. So she went in, fell at his feet, bowed to the ground, then she picked up her son and went out. I love this story. This, this is a story about us. This is, you see, we come into the house of God. 
we attach our heart, we attach our dreams, we attach our life to the house of God. And God says, thank you very much. Here are some promises I've got for your life. Here are some dreams that I've got from your life, for your life. And like I was saying earlier, God doesn't do that to frustrate you. God doesn't give us dreams to take them away. God doesn't promise things in our life just to snap, you know, pull the rug out from underneath us. God speaks things into our life because he intends bringing them to pass. Amen? And like I was saying this morning, the promises of God are yes and amen for your life. So if God has spoken to your life, you can know that it is going to happen. How can you know it's going to happen? You can believe in the name of Jesus Christ. You can go to faith. You can rise up and declare the word of God. You can declare, declare the promises of God knowing that he is faithful unto his word, watching over it to perform it. Amen? And so, you know, we, we, can, we can have this, though, where we attach ourselves to the house of God and all seems to be going well. Life is good. We're getting on and God's speaking to us about a business that we're going to start. We start that business and it starts off great. And business is good and it's ticking over. Can, he speaks to us about a relationship and we get into this and it starts off good and then something happens. Or he speaks, you know, you're, you're trying to conceive a baby and something happens and you lose that baby. You know, it's, it's like we start doing life two steps forward and one step back or, or one step forward and two steps back because the enemy comes against us. But I want to tell you today that our God is a resurrecting God. Our God is a God that walks towards a funeral possession, not with a funeral possession. He walks and says, arise. He walks towards a tomb and says, Lazarus, come forth. He walks towards issues and death in people's life. And he says, I don't, I don't want death. There's no death around me. There's, there's no darkness around me. I want light in this situation. Light and life come. And that's what it is. So I want to talk to you tonight about resurrecting your dream. You know, and, and I'm not talking to this a message about just for today. I'm talking about the future when the devil comes to rob, you know, to, and to steal, kill and destroy. Because what does the Bible say? Let no man rob you of your reward. Let no man rob you of your own. Let no man take from you what God says is yours. Amen. And some of you might be sitting here tonight going, you know what? I have had things stolen from me. You know what? I have had things taken from me and it's just not fair. Well, it, well the, Michael Pitts says a great statement. If you act like a victim, you'll be victimized. You don't have to be a victim here tonight. You're a child of God. You're an heir to the throne. You're the king's kids. You can live victoriously. Amen. I just want to quickly have a look in Romans 8. I want to read this to you. This is Romans 8 verse 31. What then shall we say of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and for, furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who makes intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day, all day long. We are counted as sheep to the slaughter. Yet in all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principles, principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. First thing in resurrecting your dream, when you're going through a trial, when you're going through persecution, when you're facing things that just aren't right, when the devil's, you know, mounting an assault against your life, first thing you need to do is speak faith. 
First thing you need to do is speak creative words in the atmosphere that rebuke the current situation. What does it say in verse 23? It says, uh, So he said, Why are you going to him today? It is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. And she said, It is well. Can I tell you, I'm a parent. I'm a father of two kids, Noah and Ella. Can I tell you the words coming out of my, my mouth if I knew Noah had died wouldn't be it is well? I'd be freaking out. He is, he is my joy. He is my life. I ring him on the phone. He says, Daddy, I love you. You're my best friend. And, and, then, and then he says that and he's pretty smart. He's only three years old and he goes, have you bought me any presents, Daddy? <laughs> so I, I don't know, you know, I'm hoping it's Daddy, you're my best friend. And as a result, have you bought me any presents? Not, will you buy me presents because I'm saying you're my best friend. But you know what? She says, it is well. Can I tell you, it's not well. You may be going through things in life that just aren't good, that just aren't what you deserve, that just aren't well, but you can speak faith. You don't have to accept your current circumstance. You don't have to accept death in your life. You don't have to accept the thief coming and robbing things from your world. You can speak faith. You can believe the word of God. You can stand on the promise that has been spoken unto your life. And you can say, devil, you're not going to have the victory in this circumstance. You're not going to have victory in my life. You're not going to take from me what God's given me because you don't have the power to do it. You see, what does the the Bible say? It says that Jesus Christ descended to the depths of hell. He conquered death and sin. He took back the the keys of death. He took back the the keys of hell. And, uh, you know, it wasn't all good, but she was looking beyond her current circumstances to the future. She was looking beyond the now and she was looking to what God had said. You see, a lot of us, we get despondent, we start to look down. We start to look at our circumstances rather than looking to Christ. We start to look at where we are now and we don't look to where we are in the future. But the promises of God are are for beyond the now. They're to make us bigger. They're to take us to our future. They're to take us where we wouldn't otherwise go. And you see, we can't do all things in ourselves, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. You know, God shows us the the truth through his word. And, you know, God says it's all well. You know, his his, uh, description of your life is it is well. It is good. You know, he he looks at your life and he says, it's great. No matter what you're going through, God looks from a different vantage point than you do. You see, my, my pastor, Pastor Phil, was preaching a message. He said, you know, we sometimes look at, look at the mountain ahead of us and go, man, I, I can't get past this. I, can't, I don't know what to do in this situation, in this circumstance. He goes, but look how God looks at us. And he went to Google Earth. Does everybody know what Google Earth is? He said, just, just imagine we were standing before Mount Kosciuszko and that's our problems. He said, man, that's a big problem. That's a big issue. Right there, you know, I don't, I, what do you do in, in, in the face of such a, a mountain? He says, look how God looks at it. And he, and he Google Earth, Mount Kosciuszko. And he couldn't even see it. It's just, this is the earth. And they just kept coming down. It wasn't until the last minute that you could see. Our problems are not problems to God. Our issues are not issues to God. He wants us to speak faith. What does the Bible say in Hebrews 11? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. It says that by faith, you know, the only thing that pleases God is faith. He wants us to be a, a, a victorious army rising up, men and women who go to faith, not to fear. You know, as the Bible says, anything that's not of faith is sin. It says the, con- the consequences for sin, you know, the, or the, the wages for sin is death. God wants us to be a people that are victorious in every circumstance. He wants us to be a people that go to faith, not to fear. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things through prayer and supplication, present your requests to God. Amen? Is this all right? You know, God's DNA is God's evidence. And we have the evidence of God by the faith in our lives. You know, the Bible says that we're made righteous by our faith. 
The Bible says the prayers of the righteous man or woman are powerful and effective. They avail much. You can have faith in the word of God. You can have faith in your God that he's not going to let you down. You can have faith that even though it looks like your dreams aren't going to come to pass, even though it looks like you're, you know, your, your marriage is over or, or you've lost something or the devil's stolen, God can resurrect it. God can bring it back to you. Only believe. Only believe. Only believe. The second thing is go, go to God quickly. Go to God quickly. Verse 22 says, then she called to her husband and said, please send me one of your young men and one of the donkeys that I may run to the man of God and come back. Verse 24, then she saddled a donkey and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Do not slacken the pace for me unless I tell you. And so she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was that when the man of God saw her from afar off that he said to his young, look, the Shunammite woman. Don't run to other things in times of trouble. Don't run to people. Don't run to other opportunities. Don't run to what you think may bring an answer. Run to God. If you want a dream resurrected in your life, if you want something brought back to your life, run to God quickly. Go to God quickly. What does it say? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. God, it looks like there's another will but, you know, outworking itself in my life. It looks like something else, another plan is coming to play. God, I want your will to be done in my life as it is in heaven. As it is in heaven, God, let it be done on earth in my life. Um, you know, she, she, she didn't go to worry quickly. She didn't go to her husband quickly. She ran to God. She ran to the, 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 one, the one place where she knew she could get an answer from. She went to God because she, she, you know, God was the one that gave her the dream in the first place. God was the one that spoke this miracle into her life and he was going to be the one that brought it back to life. I don't know about you, but it's, it's, you know, in, in human nature, it's so easy to run to, you know, I need money, I've got to pay these bills, I've got to, I've got to you know, look for work. I'm a, I'm a builder by trade. Uh, I work in project management. I, I fit houses out, I build houses, I do stuff like that. So I, I kind of, at times, I, you, you need money. And so I go, all right, well, I, can, I know I can contract with this person, I can do this, I can do this. God doesn't want us to run, to, like I was saying, to what we know and what we can do. He wants us to run to Him. He wants us to run to Him quickly. You know, don't sit down in your circumstance. Men and women of faith rise up. They stand up. They ready themselves for action. Church, we need to ready ourselves for action. We, we need to ready ourselves for forward, forward movement. God is wanting to resurrect dead things in our lives, and he wants us to move forward towards the victory. Amen? God is the only one that has the ability to resurrect your dream. You see, people can give you comfort, but God can give you an answer. People can be sympathetic. But see, God's not excusing or accepting your sickness. Or he's not accepting the defeat you've had. He wants to deal with it. But people can give you sympathy. People can give you comfort. But God will give you answers. God will resurrect. He will breathe life into dead areas of your life. He will bring, breathe life into dead dreams. He will bring back to life what nobody else can. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. What does Psalm 139 say? He knit you together in your mother's womb. God knows you and he knows what you need. He knows what your heart's desires are. He knows what your passions are. He knows what your loves are. He knows what you want to see happen in the future and he wants that for you. You know, what does it say? Every good and great gift comes from your Father in heaven. God's desire is to bless you. God's desire is to prosper you. God's desire is that you would live, you know, the devil comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come to give you life. I have come to bring life and life in abundance. I have come to bless you. I have come to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask, think or imagine. 
Let me tell you, church, you're going to be a healthy church. You're going to be a church that lives. You're going to be a church that, that sees their dreams come to pass when you take a hold of this stuff and apply it to your life. You see, because I can't stand in the gap for you. Your pastors can't stand in the gap for you with your dreams. With your, You need to go to God and say, God, this is my dream. God, this is my desire. This is what I feel be, has been taken from me. God, bring it back. God, bring it back to life. Breathe into my circumstances. Breathe into these, these areas of my world that I feel have, have died. Amen. Number three. Take a hold of your promise even when others discourage you from doing so. You need to be convinced. You need to know what is your right. You need to know what is the promise spoken under your life. Don't let other people have dreams for you. And don't let other people dissuade you from your dreams. You know, some people aren't as driven as you. Some people aren't as passionate as you. Some people don't carry as much love in their lives as you, but don't let them talk you out of the dreams and the promises that God has spoken into your world. Verse 27. Now when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to push her away. But the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is in deep distress. And the Lord has hidden it from me, and he has not told me. Sometimes those closest to us will say, Just let it go. Don't worry about it. You know, maybe God didn't speak to you. Maybe that, you know, they, they, they don't know your heart. They don't feel the pain you feel for that thing that's been taken from you. They don't feel the pain that you feel for that, that dead thing in your life. What did Job's wife say? She said, you know, you know, righteous man, why don't you just curse God and die? You sit here scraping away at your, Why don't you just curse God and die? He knew that wasn't his future. He knew that victory was coming. What does it say? It says that Job was the greatest man in the East, but he went through all these things. But the Bible says that the, the, the latter half of his days were twice as blessed as the first. Can I tell you, if something's been taken from you, God's going to return it to you multiplied. If a dream has been taken, God is going to multiply it. God is going to magnify it. And he's going to deliver it back into your life. He's looking for a faithful men and women that will hold on to him, that will run to him and say, you know what, come hell or high water, I'm not letting go of this thing. I want this thing. I'm running towards it in Jesus' name. Amen. You need to take a hold of it. You know, get wise counsel, but always go to God. Hold on to God. How tightly do you hold on to God? You know, ultimately we need to think eternally because we're accountable to God. We're not accountable to other people. And God's going to hold us accountable for, you know, if He's spoken a dream into your life, but it's been taken from you and you just let it go, He's going to say, why, why'd you let that thing go? Why'd you let that dream go? Why'd you let that desire go? I had so much more for you, but you just let it go. You didn't even fight for it. You didn't even run to what? You didn't come to me and, and, and question me about what was going on. God is wanting us to hold on to him. He's wanting us to run to him with faith in our heart, saying, you know what? I'm not going to let you go. I'm not going to let go. What did, what did um, Jacob say? I will not let you go until you bless me. I will not let you go until you bless me. You have the right to contend with God. You have the right to wrestle with God. You have the right to have the stamp of God upon your life. This is my man. This is my woman. They are blessed. Let the devil know that you are blessed because you've got the stamp of God upon your life. You may limp through life for the rest of your days, but it's the mark of God upon your life. I would rather limp through life with my dreams, with my desires, with the blessing of God upon my life than walk normally and let nobody, you know, have nobody realize that I'm a man of God. I want to be different. The Bible says that we're to be separated. We're to come out and be separated. Well, come on, let's come out today and say we're men and women of God. We're king's kids. We're heirs to the throne. The promise is ours in Jesus' name. What the devil means for evil, God means for good. What the devil means for evil for your life, God means for good. Hold on to God. Never let him go.
Number four. I'm going to pray for some people soon. Be honest with God. You know what? Sometimes, though she spoke faith, it wasn't all well. And there's a little bumper sticker that says, life happens, stuff happens, it happens. Be honest with God. When you're going through hell, just let him know so. When you're not feeling good, when, you're, when you've lost things, just, just let him know so. What does it say in verse 28? So she said, did I ask you for a son, my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Even though this wasn't a profession of faith, this was an honest statement. So I never asked for this. You gave it into my life. God just wants us to be real with him. Well, you know, we can't get through. We don't have it all together. We don't have all our stuff together. You know, we have shortcomings. We have failings. But God's not looking for you to rely on self. He's looking for you to rely on him. He's not looking for you to have all your stuff together. He wants to put all your stuff together. You see, God doesn't anoint the righteous. He anoints those that need the anointing so they can be righteous. Amen? Let me get my notes. God's going to be real with you and he wants you to be real with him. God is going to be real with you. Have you ever had a conversation with God? You start saying, what? And he just says, well, why don't you just do this, this and this because you're not doing this right, you're not doing that right. He's, he's just real with us. Has anybody ever been rebuked by the Lord? You kind of go to him complaining and having a good old whinge and he says, well, do this. Butthead, do this. You know, I, I, get, I get slapped up the side of the head all the time. God just, you know, I start having a whinge and he says, well, what about this? What about this? Oh, okay, fair enough. You win. You need to get the word of God on the inside of you. See, the word of God will help you speak truth. The word of God will help you be true with God. Because like I was saying this morning, it's, it's our life directory. It's a, and when you get the word, of the, God, the word of God coupled with the spirit, it'll cut rubbish off your life. It'll cut the facade off your life. It'll cut the, you know, the, the, the face in the, that you put on for everybody else. You see, it, it may all be well, and that's a faith statement, but you may still be going through hell. But what, what, what does the Bible say? Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. It keeps going on. You know, and uh, it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal scripture. But God wants us to be honest with him so he can be our shepherd. For him to be our shepherd, we have to let him lead us. For, you know, and sometimes you've got to be honest with God and say, you know what, I just don't have the answers here. You know what, I just don't know what to do in this situation. God, I don't know how to get this thing back. I used to walk closely with you. I, I, I used to hear your voice clearly. I used to, you know, think that I, I knew what to do. I just got no idea, God. He goes, that's all right. Now I'll start talking to you clearly again. Now that you've positioned yourself in that place where you're not at pride, but you're in, you're in humility. What does the Bible say? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, I will hear their prayer and I will hear their land, heal their land. God is looking for a person. So I, I don't have it all together. And God doesn't want you to have it all together. God, we are being made perfect. We are being, it's a journey that we're on and it's all right where you're at. Where you are right now is okay because you're in the house of God and you're still on the journey. You haven't dropped out. You haven't been defeated. You haven't been taken out. Why? Because you're more than conquerors through Christ. God knows that it's at this point that you're ready to live again and he's ready to bring change into your life. Amen. Number five kind of touched on this a second ago but don't let go of God until he gives you the promise don't accept alternatives verse 30 and the mother of the child said as the Lord lives and as your soul lives I will not leave you so he arose and followed her you see Elisha had said Gehazi 
take my staff and go and touch this woman's son. She goes, you know what? I don't want an alternative. I want God resurrecting this dream because if he doesn't resurrect the dream, it can die again. Somebody else can come and pump me up. They can get me all, all, all positive. They can get, you know, I can, I can kind of breathe a little bit of life into this thing myself, but I don't want that because it can die again. But what God says to come to life won't die again. It'll come back to life and it'll stay living. And I love this because this is actually what Elisha had said to Elijah when a double, a double portion came upon his life. She said, as the, as the Lord lives and as my soul lives, I will not leave you. So he arose and followed her. Do you hold on to God so tight that you get his attention? That, you know, he, he was going to send an alternative, but he's not now. He's coming down from heaven to touch your circumstances. Do you grab a hold of God so tight with such desperation that you say, I'm not letting go of you. I don't care what else you send. God, I'm not letting go of you until I get my miracle. I'm not getting, letting go of you until there's resurrection life spoken into my circumstances. Don't accept alternatives. God gave you the promise he'll return it to you. God wants you to know, God wants to know that you know what he has promised you. You know, and, and I love it because the Bible says that we're to have childlike faith. We, we just have faith like, like children. I, I come home and uh, we've got a set of stairs in our house and, and it's kind of three stairs and then it turns around and it's about 10 stairs down. And Noah gets to the top of those stairs. He goes, Dad, catch me. And, by, and I've only just walked in the door and I kind of throw my bags and, and, and he's already jumped. And he's just got this faith, Dad's going to catch me. He, he just goes, Dad's going to catch me. And one, one day I probably won't catch him. But I, I'm, I'm always there. I'm on the ready. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing whatever I've got and I'm, I'm going after him and I'm catching him. And he believes that I'm going to. You know, we were talking today and, and, and like little Georgia said, you know, you might say you're in a shopping center. I don't have any money. It's all right. You've got your card. You know, mum and dad can provide for everything. Mum and dad have got exhaust, you know, inexhaustible resources. They're there. I and mean, it's just like having childlike faith in your parents, in your natural parents. Well, God wants us to have that childlike faith in him. He wants us to jump off the top stair. He wants us to believe that he can do all things. He wants us to believe that there's an inexhaustible amount of resources in heaven that are available for us. And he just wants us to walk through life with that childlike faith. Going, it doesn't matter what comes against me. I'm going to hold on to God. I'm going to believe that he can do it because I know that he's amazing. Amen. You know, what does it say in Galatians 5? It says it is for freedom's sake that Christ has set me free. Let God deal with you. And when he, when he asks you to return your dreams, you may need to all change also. You know, sometimes God asks us to change when we're asking him to do, bring things back into our lives. Sometimes things die in our life because of the way we, we handled them. Because we didn't deal correctly with what God had spoke, with the dreams and the desires that we had, whether we were irresponsible, whether we didn't pay attention to, for whatever reason. If you're asking God to resurrect something in your life, if you're holding on to God, he, he may ask you to change. You've got, you got to be ready to change yourself. You need to be ready to be positioned and molded of God so that you can, you can take now this new resurrected life, this new resurrected dream, and apply it to your world. Amen? You know, I want to ask you tonight, what promises are you holding on to? Is it for finances? Is it for freedom from addictions? Is it for marriage? You know, what issues are you... What things have died in your life? Because if you can't identify them, God can't bring, breathe life back into them. If you've put them out of your mind, if you've swept them aside, if you've, you've pushed them under the rug, you, you, what you need to do is you've got to bring them to the fore. You've got to bring them forward and say, God, this is my dream. This is my desire. This is what the enemy has tried to take from me. Bring it back to life. And I'm not going to let go, God, until you do. Amen. Like I said before, you gripping onto God so tight that you turn his head with interest.
I want, I want, the, I want the attention of God. You know, what did, uh, what did Bartimaeus do? He said, I've heard about this Jesus. And, and the, the interesting thing is that most Bible scholars believe that Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, means that he was, he was a blind man born of a blind man. And I kind of think through that and I think, his dad wasn't even able to tell him about the things of the world, about the, the creation of heaven, about you know, all the wondrous things. You, sh- you should see this lake, son, it's un- unbelievable. You should see all these amazing, these mountain ranges. You should see all these things that God has created. He didn't even have that in his life. So he sat by a roadside and it said that he was a beggar and he, and he had a beggar's cloak and he sat by the roadside begging. So his view of God was formed by what he'd heard. And he'd heard, and he'd heard about this woman with the issue of blood that was walking along the street. And, and how she got healed. And she'd heard about this, this funeral procession that was going by and, uh, and, and how Jesus, this man Jesus, had walked in and spoken life and life came. So, you know, the Bible says that as Jesus walked by, he started to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And everybody said, be quiet, be quiet. It says he stood up, threw off his beggar's cloak, said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says that he got God's attention. In his desperate state, he knew that his life, there was more to his life than blindness. He knew that there was a promise for his life because he had heard it. We need to get the word of God in our life. We need to hear what our pastors are saying. We need to hear the preaching of the word. And we need to build up a faith on the inside of us that says, I don't care what anybody else says. I don't care what enemy comes against me. I don't care what the devil says. I've got a faith on the inside. I know what God says. I know what my God says and I'm not letting go of it. Amen. Number six, you need to trust God to breathe life into your dead situations. Verse 30 says, And the mother of the child said, So that's verse 30. Now 31, Now Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the face of the child, but there was neither voice nor hearing there. Therefore he went back to him to meet him and told him and said, The child has not awakened. When Elijah came into the house, there was the child laying dead on the bed. He went in therefore, shut the door behind him, the two of them, and prayed to the Lord. And he went and lay up on the child, put his mouth on his mouth, eyes on his eyes, hands on his hands, and he stretched himself out on the child, and the flesh of the child became warm. He returned and walked back and forth in the house, and again went up, stretched himself out on the Uh, on them then the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his eyes god is going to do anything to raise dead situations in your life whether it's to lay out on that situation whether it's to put eyes to eyes mouth to mouth it doesn't matter what god will do anything you need to realize and you need to trust that god is the one that is able able to breathe resurrection life into your circumstances And, and and i love that that you know and as grace our god is an awesome god you need to know that your God is an awesome God. You need to know that your God desires every good and great thing for your life. You need to know that God is the one that is going to breathe resurrection life back into your circumstances. Amen? God is faithful. He's going to, he's going to breathe multiplied life into your world, into your circumstances, into your dreams. He's a faithful God. Number seven. This is something that a lot of people probably struggle with because they, they, you know, for so long they've, they've sought God for a miracle. They've sought God for resurrection in their circumstance. They've sought God for, for you know, what only he can do and they get it. When you're, when you're looking for a dream to be resurrected, when you get your resurrection, when you get your miracle delivered back into your life, take that miracle and keep on living. Take that miracle and keep on walking. Take that thing and keep doing what God has called you to do. Verse 37. 
Verse 36, and he called Gehazi and said, call the Shunammite woman. So he called her and when he came into him, he, he said, pick up your son. So she went in, fell at his feet, bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. You know, she knew that she was going to get a miracle. And she knew once she got her miracle, she was going to go right, right back on living. You see, God wants us to keep living. God wants us to seek him for miracles. God wants us to seek him for resurrection of our dreams. And then he wants us to keep on living. You see, he wants to bring your dreams back to life. He wants to bring dead areas back to life in your, in your life so that you will go out and be a testimony. That you will go out and testify of his goodness. Why do all these things happen? To bring glory to the name of Christ. Why does God want to, want to bring things back into your world? Why does God want to bless you and let his power fall upon your life? Because he wants you to go out and change the world. He wants you to go out and be a testimony, a bright shining light. What does the Bible say? That we're the light of the world. And nobody lights a, a lamp and puts it under a bushel. God wants to deliver things back into your world. He wants you to get your breakthrough. He wants you to get your miracle so that you will go out and touch somebody else's life. So that you will then go and give what you have to somebody else and let them see their dreams realized. Let them see their miracles come to pass. Amen? Is this all right? Fantastic. You know what? I want to, I want to challenge you to let God resurrect some things in your life today. You know, maybe you've had salvation taken from your life or you've had peace taken from your life. Maybe you've lost some things that you know God had promised to your world. Maybe you started a business, you knew God asked you to start and it failed. Maybe you did get married and, and something happened to you and you lost that marriage. And you, you don't think that there's hope for the future that you'll, you'll find happiness or peace or love again. I want to tell you tonight, you can ask Jesus Christ into your life and he will bring these things back to you. He will, he will resurrect dead areas of your life. And if everybody would just close their eyes, I, we're going to pray for some people in a minute, but I, I want to offer you this opportunity. If the devil, you know, you start off as a Christian and you're a young person and you've fallen away and God somehow, it's, the devil somehow stole peace from your life or confidence from your life or, you know, the ability to dream from your life, or even your salvation. You don't know, you know, really how your walk with God is. I want to I give you an opportunity to come back to the Lord tonight. And there's some of you here tonight that may have never asked Jesus into your world, and I want to give you that opportunity. The greatest decision I ever made was asking Jesus Christ into my life. And I'm convinced today that I'd be dead if I hadn't. You know, a lot, a lot of my friends that I used to hang out with when I was a teenager, they're dead today. And if they're not dead, they're drug addicts. And if they're not drug addicts, they're alcoholics. And if they're not alcoholics, most of their marriages are broken up. You see, because God is the one that orders ourselves. The Bible says the steps of the righteous are order of the Lord. And I want to ask you tonight, if that's you, if you've never met Jesus, or if, if you're, just, you're just walking you know, a, a distance away from the Lord. And just the third thing, if, if you're here tonight, you say, you know what, I want to be sure of my eternal salvation. I want to know that with the day I die that I'm going to heaven. If that's you, why every head's head's bowed and every eye's closed. I want to give you that. I want to say, just, just lift your hands right now and say, yeah, I want to ask Jesus into my life. I, I, want to, I want to get saved tonight. I want to give him my life. I want to walk with him. I want to know that I've got the power of heaven on my side. That when things get stolen from me, when the devil tries to come against me, when I'm attacked, that I can speak, I can speak faith. That there's somewhere where I can run. I can go to God. I can take hold of the Savior of this universe knowing that he's faithful to bring back my dreams and desires to part. If that's you and you're saying, yeah, I want to give my life to Christ. I want to get my life right. I just want to know of my, my you know, eternal destiny. 
I just want you to raise your hands right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If Christians just would pray in the house tonight. If that's you, and I'm not going to labor this point long, just lift your hand right now. Thank you, sweetheart. If that's you, if there's, if there's anybody else, just lift your hand. Just say, yeah, that's me. That's me. I want, I want some dreams resurrected. I want to know I've got life. I want to know about I've got salvation. If that's you, just lift your hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, if everybody would just stand to their, stand to their feet. I'd love to pray with this, this young girl, if I could. Was that you lifting your hands or you were just praying? You lifted your hand? Fantastic. I'd like you just to come forward if you would. Let's give this girl a big hand. Sorry, sorry, What's your name? Is this the first time you're asking Jesus in your life? Why don't we just all say this prayer together? Just tonight, it's just a prayer that I ask Christ in our life, just to kind of rededicate our life and our walk with God. If everybody in the house would say, just Jesus, I give you my life. I choose to walk with you. 100% submitted. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be the shepherd of my life. I give you my heart tonight. And I choose to walk with you. Be my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Holy Ghost right now. Fantastic. Well, why don't you guys grab a seat quickly? I want to pray for some things. And like I was saying, I know that God's going to touch some, some things tonight. I believe there's somebody here and uh, you get pain in your jaw. And it's like your, your jaw clicks. And, and there's someone also that you get, you get ringing in your ears. And it's, it's a constant ringing. And it's just, I don't know if it's connected or whatever. But if, if that's you, just come forward. I, I have the privilege of traveling kind of a whole lot of areas. And, um, and I just see major healings and miracles. It's all to the glory of God. Amen. It's not me. I, I don't know how to do it. I'm not a doctor. I haven't studied. It's, it's the power of God touching lives. Just come and stand out here. So if I call anything out, I just want to encourage you to, to pour forward. I, I was in, Sweet, in Switzerland recently, and I prayed for a guy, and he was a Swiss downhill mountain biking champion. And I didn't know this at the time, but apparently he'd fallen off, and he was the world champion. He'd fallen off and, and broken all his shoulder, tore all the ligaments in his shoulder, and he couldn't compete anymore. And even though they'd done all these operations and different things, he, he couldn't bear any weight on his arm, so he couldn't compete. I, I, I couldn't understand him. He couldn't understand me, but we spoke through an interpreter, and the power of God hit him. And they just sent me an email six months later saying he's back competing and he's number one again. That God will touch areas in our life and bring them back to life. Though they were dead, though they, they, they seemed gone and impossible, they brought them back to life. Amen. You guys just want to take a step forward? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And just stay with me if you would, because God can touch you right where you're at. If you've got a need, you don't have to come out the front. I don't have to lay my hands. God will touch you right where you're at. Just lift your hands, guys. Be healed. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Be healed. Be healed. Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost. It's okay. It's okay. Just lift your hands. God knows what you need. And he's got it for you. Jesus. Total overhaul. Somebody here and you get, I don't know if it's you've broken your ankle. 
I don't know if it's uh, you've just torn ligaments in your ankle, but you, you get severe pain in your ankle. Just just come forward, and God's going to touch that right now. There's somebody here with a blood condition. And I don't know if it's if it's uh, yeah, that's you. Just stand on up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've I've written some of these things down. God usually talks to me before the service. right now God's dealing with some things in the past but you've had dreams you've had desires you've had things that you want to see happen it was like you've, you've come out of one culture into another it's like you, it's, it's like they're never going to happen but let me tell you God is faithful under his word they will happen they will to come to pass and God is ordering some things right now God's making some things right now he's positioning things he's some, shifting some things out of the way I believe right now in your, in your personal world things are being shifted and being sorted it's like God's bringing order into your life and through that order and through this healing, you're going to see your dreams and desires come to pass. Be healed. Jesus Christ. Never the same. My God. My God. Right now. Healed. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. You know, I really feel there's somebody here and the enemy comes to attack you. Just lift your hand, sir. What is it that you need? blood condition. Okay. Let's just believe right now that God's going to heal you. Holy Ghost, right now, come and touch this man. Set him free. Your word says that we will lay our hands on the sick and they will recover. Someone here, and I believe that the enemy comes at you. It's like you get this pain all through your shoulders and up the back of your neck. You get headaches, severe headaches. You get pain in in your head and in your eyes. It's the enemy attacking you. It's the enemy coming against you. And right now, God's going to set you free and the peace of heaven is going to come down upon you. I was in Melbourne and I prayed for this girl and I had a similar word and I said, I just, it's like I see this demon sitting on your shoulders burrowing its, uh, its, its claws into your head. And I prayed for her. I didn't realize. I grabbed her by the back of the neck and she fell out and she convulsed and she hit the ground and everybody kind of sucked the air out of the room. And I didn't realize that she'd had meningitis. And it affected all the nerves down her spine and, and up her neck. And if anything even just touched her head, she'd pass out convulsing. And they'd have to rush her to the hospital. So her pupils would dilate full size. For five years, she hadn't mountain biked. She hadn't worked. She hardly went out in public. And here I am. I'm grabbing her by the back of the neck. So everybody thinks I've caused her to be part by the power of God hit her. And, and what she also had is that day she'd bent her thumb back and it had hit her arm. It had dislocated and snapped and her whole hand was black. Instantly the power of God hit her and she got set free. But we didn't know instantly. But what happened was she went, God said, she got up about an hour later and God said, go to the bathroom and wash the bruising off. She was like, that's weird. But she went in and her whole hand was black. She put her hand under the water and like dirt on her hand, it just washed off instantly. She came back in. Yeah, praise Jesus. What happened was she was healed instantly. Her her mum was her mum was a, a, a tarot card reader. Her dad was a warlock. They got saved that night. They're still in the church today. The power of God comes in. If the enemy is attacking you, come forward right now. God's going to set you free. If the, if he comes at you at night and your sleep is disjointed, if you if you get nightmares, if if you know, I don't care what it is. If the enemy attacks you and and is trying to rob the peace from your life, just come forward and God's going to set you free. In Jesus' name. Get off her life right now. I speak the peace of heaven.
I speak the joy of heaven. I speak freedom right now. Get off their lives. Be free in the name of Jesus Christ. Be free. Lift your hands, man. They will get off a life. I set a free in the name of Jesus Christ right now. It's for freedom's sake that Christ set them free. Peaceful. Right now. Peace out. Lift your hands, man. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Is this alright? You guys stick with me here tonight? Jesus. Be free. Be free. Be free. Take that. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, devil, get off her life. She's loosed right now in the power of God. <laughs> Shut that up. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. What's your name, darling? Lily. Jesus, right? Set this little one free. Devil, get off her life. You will not hold her down. She is washed in the blood. She is set free. Sleep, sweet. Sleep, Sam. Devil, you will not come at her in her room. You will not come here at any stage. We declare she is washed in the blood. She is covered by the cross of Jesus. Jesus. Set free. Set free. Set free. Set free. Set free. Right now, lift your hands. Jesus, set free, set free, set free, set free.
it's, there's, there's some people here and you suffer depression. And when this thing comes on, it's just like a black cloud. It's similar to this, it's similar. But, but there's something that you can actually identify that's depression. That, and I want you to come forward now. God's going to bring hope. He's going to bring light. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Just stick with me, church, for about five more minutes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Right now, I rebuke and I break depression in the name of Jesus Christ. I break its hold. I break its power. We step out in faith, knowing that God, you are able. Well, right now, set these people free. Devil, let them go. Depression, break in the name of Jesus Christ. Break in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost, depression, break. In the name of Jesus Christ, get off it. Lord God, right now, I speak healing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Right now, she gets a total overhaul. Lord God. Peace of him. There it is. Let it go. Get off. My God, right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. Full break in Jesus' name. Depression. Leave in Jesus' name. Leave. Leave. Get off in the name of Jesus Christ. Depression. Full break. 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 Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. You ready? Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Oh, in Jesus' name. Break. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, break in the name of Jesus Christ. Break. Oh, break in the name of Jesus Christ. Depression. Leave. Leave in Jesus' name. Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost. Depression. somebody here and your, your eyesight's failing it's just I don't know if it's if it's dramatic or it's just weakening just come forward right now and I believe God's going to touch you thank you Jesus 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 thank you 
that you just, that's you. Right now, 2020 vision in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed. Eyesight, come back. Be restored. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Are you ready? God, do what only you can do. We give glory to your name tonight, Lord God. I thank you for this woman's eyesight with being restored and being made 100% in your name, Jim. Be oh, healed in Jesus' name. Masati, Kila, Mapata. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. God's got for you tonight. Holy Ghost. You ready? Jesus, there it is. Holy Ghost. Is there anybody else in your eyes? Yeah, fantastic. Lift your hands. Not fantastic, it's having fantastic. God's going to heal you. Jesus. Jesus. There it is. Take that. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. That's the healing touch of heaven right now upon your life. I don't have to touch it. My God, right now. Oh, be healed. Jesus. I can no always lift your hands right now to pray. I break your mouth. I break your holes. I set a free in Jesus' name. Oh, I break your mouth. Right. Just take that. Just take that. Anybody here? I just feel that that your your ear your your hearing is failing. That your your hearing's not as good as it used to be. You may be going deaf or whatever. You may have hearing aids. I don't know what it is. Just come forward. God healing in the mighty name. Show me healed. Right now, lift your hand. No worries. No worries. Jesus, 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 be healed. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands there right now. Be healed. Right now. Be God's on you, God's on you, just look away to God, right there it is, oh, holy ghost, just take it, right there, oh, Oh, God. 